Welcome to another episode of Employability Matters, a careers-related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. We feature special guests sharing their personal career journey, as well as provide you with job search tips and relatable advice with your host, Sophia Lewis. Joining us today, we have Julie Nelson, who will be sharing her career journey as a social entrepreneur. She is the founder for JDN Consulting UK, which is a social enterprise with a passion to empower women to be the best they can be. It is a real passion of Julie's to support women from all backgrounds, whether employed, on a career break, or looking to enter the world of employment, to reconnect with their desire to dream, believe, and achieve their personal and professional goals. JDN Consulting UK delivers a selection of free personal development training courses for women living in London as well as working with organisations to deliver corporate BU personal and career development programmes for women. The BU Women's Network provides opportunities for women to come together to learn, share and connect with others. Recent events include developing resilience and a conversation on menopause. So let's get started. Hi, well, my name is Julie and I'm the founder of JDN Consulting and the BU Network, which is a social enterprise that focuses on predominantly helping people to be the best they can be, look at the different options that are available to them and sometimes reconnecting with yourself in terms of what that new self might look like and what your options might be in terms of personal development and career development. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know what? I'm so happy that you're here on Employability Matters podcast, because one thing that really attracted me to you is just your passion and your energy for just what you do, you know. And um, one thing as well, when I was doing some research um, on your wonderful website, I came across you do, um, what is it? You're targeting women, isn't it? You're targeting women yeah. to be the best that they can be. And I just love that. And I love your, um, the name that you've got, BU Network, you know, because my thing for me is the importance of being authentic, you know, being truly you, being comfortable in the wonderful body that God has given you. So that is just awesome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I work, I mean, under the JDN banner, I work with men and women um, to be the best they can be. But my main focus, particularly in the BU area of my work, is about supporting women to help them. Uh, you know, the, as you said, the many different hats that women can wear. There can be times that you almost forget who you are and what's important to you or what your career options are, you know, and it's really based on what I needed for me um, going through transition of life and careers within myself and thinking, gosh, if only I had this support, if only I had that support and trying to open it up to help other women who feel the same, professional women, women that have stayed at home, women that are entering the workplace for the first time, right across the board, just to help you, you know, help help us recognise that actually we can be, we, you can get focused and you can change your career and you can do things differently and make time for yourself. So yeah, that's where BU kind of came from. 
that's awesome and you said it's a social enterprise right mm-hmm. so what are the steps that you took in order to found your social enterprise mm. well my background um wasn't from the social enterprise i you know my background is mainly a learning and development professional, HR professional, working in private sector and retail. Um, And I've also worked in public um, sector too. And I suppose um, it was, it was a gradual process because first where we we first met which was wonderful, I moved into sort of the social setting. I thought well okay if I want to understand how I can work towards being a social entrepreneur. I need to get out in the community and train within the community and understand what the needs are for people that aren't employed currently and need that support. So I did that for quite a few years. And then I decided to embark on a programme to help me understand and become a social entrepreneur. And the outcome of that was to be um, a fellow with the School of Social Entrepreneurs. So it was a year's intense programme, looking at what your values are, what, what what you're supposed to be doing, who you're aiming at, and living and breathing that whole element of a social entrepreneur. Awesome. As you said, you're living and breathing the elements mm-hmm. of a social entrepreneur. What do you believe are the key skills and qualities in order to be a, an effective social entrepreneur? I think you have to be looking at what difference do you want to make in the world, you know, so and really, really being focused on what is the impact. So, you know, not just about what you're offering, but what difference is it gonna make to individuals' lives? So yes, I offer training, I do coaching, um, I do psychometrics in terms of personality profiles, but it's much more about what difference is that all gonna make to the individual and will there be a change? And is it a change that's authentic to them? So some of the key things for me um, are, are all about sort of, helping others to achieve their goals in opposed to me just looking to achieve a goal for myself. Right. So you're helping the wider community in order to achieve their own personal goals, which in effect will impact the community. Well, well, which will impact the family, the community, isn't it? And further onwards, you know, the world in the sense, you know what I mean? Awesome. And, you know, it wasn't, I didn't set out particularly to only, uh, to you know, to focus on offering the support for me. And that evolved, particularly through my own personal experiences. And as I was delivering training in the community and understanding the impact that, you know, getting women back into work or um, into a different career that makes them have a better work-life balance and a much more happier surround work work and life um surrounded it impacts the family in in a wider sense not just emotionally financially a raft of different you know and then it affects children and partners so I think once I kind of looked into that much wider I thought well okay I'll have an element of my work that really really focuses on women and in an area that I really understand and I have personal experience in. So, and I think that makes it more authentic, which is one of my values, much more sort of 
authentic and compassionate and with a real desire to support and help people make a massive change in their life. Awesome, because when I was listening to you, I was thinking, what is your backstory? As much mm. as you can share, you know, what is your backstory in order to, to found, you know, JDN Consulting and the BU yeah. work? Yeah, and I think it was a multiple of things. Mm. I think um, losing my mom had a massive impact on me. And it's a life changing thing, isn't it? Yes, Where you kind of, yeah. well, what, what's going on for me? And she, and she was quite young as well. So it's like, what is my purpose? Well, mm. what am I here to do? But that wasn't still the moment. It was other things, you know, that added. And then I had my little, my boys, my twin boys, which that was a kind of a shock to the system, <laughs> yeah. you know, in case of, oh my gosh, that this world is not just about me anymore, you know? Um, and then it has an impact on how you work, on your career, how your mind works, you know? And, I, and now I reflect, perhaps I had postnatal depression. I don't, you know, I was never diagnosed with it, but now I look back at the behaviors yes it had a massive impact where I was lost for a little while mm. in the sense of what do I want to do and can I do what I did before and and not recognizing that actually there are options you can change what you do and and look at things differently and I carried on working till I was quite ill okay. and it was at that point that I kind of thought wow you know that I felt like there was no one there to help and there was no one there to guide. Um, and I kind of thought, actually, Julie, you have a background in this area. You may not have been able to help yourself at that point, um, but you are now in a position where you can help others. Mm. Uh, and that was my driving factor. That's awesome because when you go through something, you can become that teacher, that mentor to help mm. others, to coach others, isn't it? For them yeah. to become unstuck type of thing. But I was just reflecting on what am I going to do with the next 10 years of my life type of mm -hmm. thing, you know? So with all of that and all of that digging deep and reflecting in, once you get out of that, you can sure coach and provide good, real advice to others, you know, who were going along that same journey. So that even makes your business even more relatable because, mm -hmm. you know, customers and clients, they want people who are able to provide that relatable, real um, advice to them, mm -hmm. you know? And that, that's where BU was founded. Cause I was like, mm. what, what am I doing? What am I offering? Um, and the different names went round and round. And I thought, actually, this is, it really is about helping people to be themselves mm. and and it could be a new version of themselves you know um or even a version of themselves that they thought they'd lost you know the amount of times I work with people they say I used to have this or I used to like doing this or you know um or I I don't have time but I would like to yeah and it, it's kind of encouraging people to make space mm. for the things that you like to do and want to do and, and when you're looking at that in a career it's kind of looking at what am I enjoy what do I enjoy doing what are my skills what it whether or not I've been at home for 20 years or I've been unemployed for 20 years what is it that you like to do what are the skills what did you used to connect with that you've kind of left in the background and almost forgotten about mm. and that's where I try to help people almost remember the things that they used to enjoy and engage with and relate that to a career or a job or 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 even working for themselves 
Awesome, because that is just so inspirational, Julie, because one thing that I've always said is that I do not want to leave this earth, with, you know, with business ideas in me, you know, projects, etc. I don't want to leave this earth full. I want to leave it empty. So when mm. you were talking about, you know, allowing people to reconnect and to reflect back on the things that they so love doing it could be a, a hobby could easily turn into like a multi-million pound business idea yeah. do you know what I mean so that is just so awesome so in terms of covid I mean you know we're in supposedly coming out of lockdown number two type of thing so <laughs> How has, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> my goodness so how has covid impacted your business so far I'm pretty fortunate in that sense where, I mean, to be honest, if you'd have spoken to me in January of this year, 2020, mm. and said to me, actually, you know, you're not going to see your clients face to face. Yeah. It will be delivered virtually. I would have said, not a chance. <laughs> yes. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I need to see my clients. I need yeah. to, you know, have that close conversation. Mm. Um and but things happen and you have a choice of whether or not you explore your options and find ways of doing things or you sit back and my view was well actually I've got an option here I can stick with the thought and the belief that I had in the past mm -hmm. that it would never work which was right for me then mm. but actually things have changed and I have to find a way to make this work and that's what I've done so I'm lucky in the sense that my business I've just moved it online and I found different ways to connect with my client in a virtual setting to still make sure that I'm offering the same quality of service it's not been easy <laughs> but you know as my mom always used to say anything that easy anything that's too easy can't be that good so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we do you know I've had to work hard of it I've made mm. mistakes I've had to kind of brush myself off and I've been open and honest with clients saying I'm not sure this is gonna work help me out here and give me some honest feedback mm. so um so fortunately I have managed to work right throughout um and probably more so um and some of that is paid work. Some of it is supporting people around me as well that may well be going through all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. So um, so I'm keeping busy um, in both elements. So doing community work and doing work that supports others that actually helps and supports you too, mm -hmm. uh, emotionally um, and as well as work-wise. So tell us about the um, training programs that you have through JDN Consulting, as well as the BU Network, because I've attended one of your um, BU Network um, Zoom workshop sessions, and it was amazing. And it was about the menopause. And I felt it was just so relatable, so informative as well. And I had such a a great time <laughs> speaking to <laughs> the ladies and the women and hearing about their experiences. So tell us about the services that you offer. Yeah, so in terms of JDN Consulting, look, the, it's really around personal development and career development. And it could be in a group setting, it can be for teams, or it can be for an individual. So um, in terms of executing coaching, I work with individuals and that could be about them exploring and, and helping them to 
think and work differently, or it could be about preparing them to move into a different career or a, a, a different in different job or different employment so it's really based on what they want as, as an individual and I think it's important to say that that part of that part of my work in terms of JDN consulting is for everyone you know right. any and everyone um, uh, at all different levels so I'll work with students I'll also work with um, I'll, I'll work with senior people I'll work with people who are not working working so again I so I have a sliding scale in the sense of making a, a part you know as part of me being a social entrepreneur I look at the individual and have a sliding scale around how that works um so I offer and I'm an NLP trainer trainer so um an NLP trainer so I offer NLP an introduction to NLP I do project management um as well as team events in terms of how teams work together and how they can better work together and then I I offer personal development workshops. So some of that could be around change management and resilience, but also about how you can be better at what it is that you do. So, um, so the BU programme is very much around mindset, um, thinking differently and making time for you to develop, um, looking at how you present yourself and what your personal brand is and how that can help you develop um, or look for a different role. So yeah, it's quite a wide. And on top of that, then I do psychometrics. Um, so I'm a Lumina, Lumina learning practitioner and I love Lumina because um, I, I, I'm, in fact, I'm a practitioner for quite a few different psychometric tools, um, but Lumina learning, I love because it's diverse and it appreciates diversity. So it's not about putting you into a box. It's kind of looking at the different preferences that you have. So you may like to be in the middle of a crowd and right in the middle of a party and kind of, you know, getting the party started, but then you might want to be at home with a book and be completely left alone for days and that's absolutely fine and I'm very much like that I'm very much along the spectrum where Me I can too. yeah you know and it's nice to know that that's okay <laughs> you know um, and that's why I like the portraits that I do around that because I think they're, they're quite real and help people look at preferences and and the fact that actually you may well be on both sides of the scale so what what's the drivers what 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 what, what triggers for each of those, for, for them to better understand that. Awesome. You are a boss lady. You know that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you are a boss lady. I don't even think you know this, but I do look up to you, you know. Oh, gosh, no. I get, oh, no, I've got to tell you this, you know. <laughs> I do get inspiration from you because you are a boss lady. You do things right, I'm telling you. And even seeing your work, it pushes me it drives me to do better you understand what I'm oh, saying I'm so glad that I know you I'm humbled and blessed that I know you Julie trust me I really am seriously oh my gosh that's such a lovely thing to say thank mm, you so much that is so true <laughs> so true so as we're moving along now what about like testimonies can you share like a testimony they tend to be around you know people feeling that um that they can be honest and they can be open and that 
they feel that I make time for them as an individual, even if they're in a group of different people with different needs, mm. that I still can support individuals. I, I believe it is all of that, isn't it? Like the ones in terms of like building up confidence, you know, to say, yes, I felt like this, but now I am now looking into, you know, setting up whatever business idea it is. Yeah. It's, you know it's very fluid and yes as you said if you want to hear more of the testimonies definitely check mm. out um um be you in fact let's do that what are your social handles for your Ooh, for JDN um, at jdn consulting uk so they're both on facebook and instagram i'm not big social in <laughs> <laughs> but you know um you can find me on there and um in terms of my website it's um it's butraining.org um and my you know and all my information's on there but absolutely you know for me i think i that's an area i could do more at but i find that most of my work to be honest comes through personal recommendations yeah. people who have experienced it and then they they you know pass that and then i feel i i do i kind of you know somebody recommends me to someone else and i'm like right okay i really do need to take on that work which sometimes to my detriment i'm overly busy you know yeah. and taking on much more work than i should do but you know, in terms of case studies, I have so many different people that I'll work with, you know, supporting as a gentleman I supported that um, hadn't worked for nearly 20 years, um, you know, through ill health um, and various different issues and managed to get a role, get a job, you know, quite quickly awesome. so um so there's there's people that at all different levels for all different reasons for all different backgrounds and that's one of the things I think for me is really important that I'm authentic and that I am working with a variety of people um but still able to focus on the in the, their individual need Hmm. Um, so whether or they're not they're in a room full of people or working with me on a one-to-one -one, I, I like to take the time to understand their needs and support people and I'm currently you know you say to me oh my gosh more onto it but I'm currently training to be a mental health first aider again to support people in a different context hmm. um because what I have found working within the community that you know I do want to touch on some of those subjects that are a little bit more taboo as you said the menopause session it's not an area that I'm an expert in but you know if I do come across areas or topics like that then I want to go off and seek uh, and find people that can help support yeah. and and deliver a session mm -hmm. so yeah that that's very much on not having to hide things away because I I don't see myself as being judgmental mm -hmm. I see myself as wanting to support people whatever the situation that they may well be in because we all have good in us we all have something to offer we just need to dig deep sometimes to realize what that is and and believe in ourselves to be ourselves to make awesome. a big difference for our Awesome. That is such great advice. Um, I have in fact done that mental health first aid mm. um, and it is superb. It mm. is absolutely brilliant because 
I mean, the types of um, work that we do, we do need that extra skill set, that extra yeah. qualification, isn't it? Because even for now, like, you know, coronavirus pandemic, you know, who would have thought? And it's bringing up a lot of mental health issues, you know, as we know that young people, especially, they say that, you know, in terms of anxiety, there's a huge number of young people who are now um, being affected by that, mm. you know, by the coronavirus pandemic. And it helps yourself, you know, yeah. and sometimes we have to, I suppose, call it and yeah. recognise, you know, and I think going through this programme has helped me think, gosh, yeah, I know I felt like that, mm. you know, so it's about resourcing for yourself and for others. Mm. Awesome. I remember you were sharing about you helped um, one of your clients 20 years who was unemployed due to mm. many different reasons and yeah. stuff. But, you know, as we know, I mean, we're hearing redundancies continuous on the news. I mean, even yesterday we heard that Topshop is at the point of collapse. My mm. mouth dropped to the you floor when I heard that. that. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I mean? So what advice, I mean, would you give to somebody who is finding it difficult to find work during this time? What one piece of advice would you share it's not to give up and it's easier said than done um and that's one of the things that I talk about in the workshop you know the whole being able to pick yourself up and continue through the job hunt it, it it's so difficult but so important because success isn't about the 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 destination it's the whole journey yeah. you know and it is about your ability to get back up after rejection um because you never know what that acceptance will be for you it might be just the right thing or it might be actually that you need to accept a role that you may not have wanted just to help you as a to get back in it might be training it might be just to get back into the routine of working or or to make sure that you keep a roof over your head, you know? So it, it's, it, it could be that sometimes we have to accept something that we don't particularly want right here and now, but it's a journey to take us to where we want to be. And you know what I also say, there's two things I say to myself with that is so such great advice about don't give up. It may yeah. seem so simple and so cliche, but it's so important to believe that for yourself. Yeah. Always say four, seven times, stand up eight, you know, right. because there's one, you're sort of like one, I don't know, step or CV away from getting the job that you want. And it may not be a job that will that you know is your ultimate dream job but it could be a meantime job in the meantime job Absolutely. that will get you along that way and plus job searching now it's not a sprint it's a marathon oh, <laughs> you've got to be in and, it and, and, and you need to be skilled at it yeah. it's like you know it, it's not just it's not for the faint-hearted so it's kind of having a plan being really clear about how much time you're going to spend on it, not hot, not focusing too much on rejections or the absence of a rejection. You know, there's so many organisations now that don't even respond, you know, and it's a case of, well, OK, that's we just need to move on but also looking at your cv looking at the way that you're presenting your skills are they accurate are they are you using the right terminology are you even looking for the right job you know because the titles of jobs out there as you and i know you know that they're quite creative <laughs> you know and sometimes you you don't if you don't know the title of a job 
Mm. You might not even be applying for the right thing. So talking, asking, being out there. I'm not a big fan of social media, you know, but actually it's really useful for when you're looking for work or you want to educate yourself or see what's going out there. Uh, you know, and also make sure that you're managing your social media presence so it's positive. Yeah. You know, um, so it, because nothing, nothing's easily re erased out there. So making sure that you are managing, particularly, you know, if you if you are very you're out there quite regular and you really are on social media, manage that and making sure your settings are as they should be. But using it to see what the jobs are, follow the organisations that you would like to work for, look at your dream job and see what they're asking for, and also understand the steps that you might need to take. Sometimes it's not even about a step for uh, for for the in the direction of the job that you want. It might be a step to work for the organisation that, that has the job that you want. So it's looking at different options. Awesome. You're giving some really good um, careers advice in terms of job searching online and to ensure that you leave a positive digital mm. footprint, you know, so whatever tweet you make, whatever posts that you share and like and comment on, you have to always be mindful that when you are going for a job, employers will, without a shadow of a doubt, look you up online and to see what you're really like <laughs> you mm, know absolutely. so that is just so important so if we go back to the social entrepreneur aspect if somebody's yeah. listening to this podcast could you share maybe um achievements and any challenges that you have had to face as a social entrepreneur so far i think um challenges would be you know to to understand what what I was offering and for who and not making it too broad um, because you just want to help everyone and everything and and having a social enterprise mindset can mean that you want you spread yourself incredibly thin and want to change the world and actually change nothing so for me a real challenge was to understand who my target audience is and what I wanted to change. Um, you know, what was the social impact going to be, which then was meant that I had to be really focused about the offer, you know, what I was offering and, and streamlining it. That's so such that, good advice when you said you want to change the world, but you change nothing and the importance mm. of knowing your target group and what the social impact is upon yeah. them in terms yeah. of ensuring that there is a change. That is awesome. That is great advice. Mm. So that was a, that was a real challenge for me and going through that journey and and understanding and getting to a point where I, I wouldn't say I fully understand, but getting to a point where I needed to kind of really get focused and streamline and um, make sure that that changes as it needs to be, but not too broad. So that was a big, um, uh, you know, I suppose a learning. And in terms of a success, you know, I have, you know, over the past four years that, you know, I've had 600 um, training um, places so and I am so proud to be able to say that 
the people that have, have had interaction with or attended the training, the feedback at 100% has been that, that it's, it's strongly or, or, or agreed that it's had the, the right positive impact on them. So that is something I'm incredibly proud of. And I know it sounds really, really odd to, to have such um, a, a high level of feedback, but that's, that's one of the th measurements that are, it is important to me. So I monitor that and I manage that and I make sure that I do understand the individual needs um, and work to help them achieve that. And also I'm quite honest. So if it's something is presented me and it's not for me and I can't help, then I will be, I'll say that up front um, and signpost people to who else may well be able to help. So I suppose that's another bit to be honest about what your limitations are. So know your limitations and be honest about what they are and don't try to do something that you can't. Mm, awesome, that is really great advice. But Julie, you are a boss lady. I'm telling oh my you, gosh, I would have that's pleasure. the first time I've been called that. <laughs> I would have pleasure in attending one of your training programs because as I said, I look up to you, you inspire me, you drive me to want to excel and to do better. So in terms of attending one of your training courses, I would love that because I know that I will be getting excellent level training, you know? So yeah, you go girl, you go. Yeah, <laughs> you. you go. In Thank terms you. of signposting, you know, we may get um, several listeners who are thinking about becoming a social entrepreneur. So where is the information or what websites can you share? I suppose it depends on um, what they want. So if you're looking to support an organisation that is a social enterprise, I mean, you only have to put social enterprise into um, Instagram and you will be presented with a huge amount of information. Um, and especially, particularly if you put Social Enterprise UK, which is an organisation that people quite often social enterprises are a member of. So it just get out there and put social enterprise and understand um, what the, I suppose, what's the driver of the organization that you, you may well be supporting. And it's only bec as becoming a social enterprise myself that I then see the words in, you know, about us and you think, oh, there is social enterprise. Whereas in the past that meant nothing to me. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand that it was an organization that was really focusing on having a positive impact on society. Yeah, awesome. Um, do you know what I was just thinking about? Yeah, you know, when I go onto YouTube, I always go to the About Us page because I like to know mm -hmm their description. I like to know yeah. how they were funded and everything. I'm really nosy like yeah. that. <laughs> I go to yeah. that page first and then I scroll through and listen to the videos. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's watching or listening today um, about pursuing a career as a social entrepreneur? I would look at what training and support you might need to enable you to feel confident in, in setting that business up, I think. So, as I say, I went through the School of Social Entrepreneurs, which is SSE, um, based in London, um, but I think they've got different 
there, you know, there's different areas that have still have a school for social entrepreneurs. So I would definitely signpost them because, as I say, without them, I wouldn't have made this journey. Um, and I'm really, really, truly thankful to the support and the training um, that I offer. And I also get support and training from um, PwC because I'm part of their social enterprise group. So. I think it's much more, well, that's a starting point, you know, um, and I think it's, if that's what, if that's what's driving you, it's looking at the websites for those kinds of organisations to see whether you can get yourself on a programme that helps you set up and start your organisation, because it's still a business, you know, it's being a social entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, it doesn't mean that you're running a ch just a charity, it could, you know, you, you could be running a, a successful business, but it's much more about your intent. Thank you very much, Julie Nelson from JDN Consulting, as well as the BU Network. You have provided such a great insight into your role as a social entrepreneur as you um, carry out wonderful training programs as well as executive coaching for women and as well as for everybody else with a social purpose. And you know what? I'm so happy and pleased that you was able to be with me today. As I said, you are number one bus lady. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lady that wears many hats. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, thank you, you so very much. Thank you very much for inviting me. I was pretty nervous to do it, to be fair. So um, thank you very much. And for anyone else out there, you know, we, we being nervous is just one of those things. We sometimes we need to dig deep and still do it. And I really was very, very nervous. So I'm kind of happy that it's at the end, <laughs> but it's been I a pleasure you. to be here and speak to you. And, and actually, you know, I just want to acknowledge that you are also doing fabulous things, doing these podcasts to, to get the message out there to people, to help them to explore opportunities and explore their mindset and look at and actually start believing in themselves to be able to get out there and, and do the best that they can do. I think it's a fabulous thing that you're doing. So I could not have been, I could not not support you and be on your journey with this it's a fabulous thing that you're doing thank, thank you. you thank you thank you thank you hugs and kisses virtually okay. lovely, <laughs> to spend, lovely to spend this dreary morning with you yeah <laughs> hugs and kisses virtually thank you, so thank you once again and um, thank you for joining employability matters podcast Hey everyone, this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters, a careers and job related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. Thank you for subscribing, I very much appreciate your support and remember to share with your family and friends. It would be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.